Good morning, everyone. It's really good to be with you this morning. It feels like it's an exciting morning because we have a very special service planned today um, for those that are getting back to school. But I know the most, the best thing in this church, and I know that's pretty scary for you if you are new and you're here for the first time, but we just want to spend a 30 seconds in holy chaos and just say hi and greet people and let's just, and even if you knew, expect people to greet you and it's a bit scary, but let's do that while we get ready for the service along. Um, if you want to just take your seats, and this is the part where I need the drum roll. <laughs> there we go, we got the drum roll. Right. Do, do you know the time when you've been wanting to bash those? going to join together now for our call to worship. And many of you already know Brooke and Tim. They lead our children's ministry and youth ministry here at New Horizon. And they're going to be joining us today as we celebrate as a family together. So let us come to God as we come in our call to worship. Calling all children of the living God, the gospel is good news for every age and every stage. Let us worship together, the young and the old. The good news is proclaimed in God's words and also with crayons, silly songs, snacks, and rest time. Let us worship together every generation. We come together with different abilities and disabilities, learning in a rainbow of ways and styles. Let's worship together in our family in the name of faith. All are welcome in the arms of Christ who proclaim, let the children come. God of love, we ask you to help us embrace each other in that love. Let us pray together. United in our eternal hope, we come thankful for Jesus. Let us pray. God, our teacher, who helps us to understand the world around us, thank you for the privilege of education. You have blessed our community. And we pray, God, that as we come to celebrate the gift of children, teachers, parents, caregivers, and all who are involved in the creation of our humanity, 
We pray, Lord God, that you would show us your children, your love. Speak to us through the words of your presence today as we celebrate the beginning of this school year. We ask for your blessing upon the children, the educators, all the families, and all who support them. We come in celebration now of worship. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Friends, won't you stand together? Let's just pray for a second to invite God into our worship. Lord God, you are here amongst us. You are everywhere. And we just ask that um, our praise and worship that comes before you would be acceptable in your sight. And we pray this in Christ's name. Amen.
sing of his goodness and his mercy forever, forever. We thank you, Heavenly Father. You are our living hope. Thank you. 
please be seated. Would you pray with me this morning? Lord of light and life, you have called us this day to open our hearts, our minds, our spirits, to hear your words of encouragement, healing, and hope. Lord of transitions and new things, guide us today and each day as we enter into a new season and a new school year. Give us patience and willingness to serve you in all that we do. God of healing mercies, we come to you this day as imperfect people. We know that you desire for us hope, happiness, and love. Yet we find so many ways to overlook and block your gifts or grab hold of them as if we were entitled. Jesus taught us to live as people of compassion and service. And sometimes we find ourselves serving ourselves. People are hurting all around us, and we often fail to see, as you would see, your children in pain. It is easy for us to accept your blessings in times of peace and to cry out for you in times of difficulty. And we want to be pampered, we want to be held, and we want to be loved. We want to be your special people. We actually don't like the idea you might indeed care for those whom we would reject. We need once again to be reminded of the many ways in which we have been chosen by you to be faithful vines. We have been given opportunities time and again to serve you by helping others, and today we gather in worship to praise you and offer our gifts. And Lord, may we witness and serve you today as well. Those require some sacrifice. We may face some misunderstanding and ridicule from others, but you call us to be faithful and steadfast. Help us, O oh Lord, to make the kinds of commitments which will bring healing and hope in this troubled world that we live in. And now we're going to pray, but I need you to listen and follow me because you're going to be tempted to do what you always do. So hear us, Lord, as we pray. Repeat the lines after me. Our Father in heaven, our Father in heaven, let your holy name be known. Let your holy name be known. Let your kingdom come. Let your kingdom come. And your will be done. And your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. On earth as it is in heaven. Today, give us the bread that we need. Today, give us the bread that we need. Forgive us when we make mistakes. Forgive us when we make mistakes. Help us to forgive. Help us to forgive. Do not lead us into trials. Do not lead us into trials. Save us from evil. Save us from evil. All of this is for your kingdom, Lord. All of this is for your kingdom, Lord. Amen. Amen. Won't you rise?
And thank you so much to the worship team. Would you please take your seat as we come to our scripture reading this morning? We continue in chapter 11 of the book of Hebrews, and we're reading just a couple of verses towards the end of that chapter, and then the first two verses of chapter 12, of Hebrews chapter 12. And so by faith, they crossed the Red Sea as if they were on dry land. But when the Egyptians tried it, they were drowned. By faith, Jericho's walls fell after the people marched around them for seven days. By faith, Rahab the prostitute wasn't killed with the disobedient because she welcomed the spies in peace. What more can I say? I would run out of time if I told you about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets. Through faith, they conquered kingdoms. They brought about justice. They realized promises. They shut the mouths of lions put out raging fires, escaped from the edge of the sword, found strength in weakness, were mighty in war, and rooted foreign armies. Women received back their dead by resurrection. Others were tortured and refused to be released so they could gain a better resurrection. But others experienced public shame, by being taunted and whipped, they were even put in chains and in prison. They were stoned to death. They were cut in two. They died by being murdered with sores. They went around wearing the skins of sheep and goats, needy, oppressed, mistreated. The world didn't deserve them. They wandered around in deserts, mountains, caves and holes in the ground. All these people didn't receive what was promised, though they were given approval for their faith. God provided something better for us so they wouldn't be made perfect without us. So then, let us run the race that is laid out in front of us. Since we have such a great cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us throw off any extra baggage. Get rid of the sin that traps us up. And fix our eyes on Jesus, faith's pioneer and perfecter. He endured the cross, ignoring the shame for the sake of the joy that was laid out in front of him and sat down at the right hand side of God's throne. Thanks be to God for his word. Amen. Amen. So this is kind of the part where we all get to be involved and we get to celebrate. So I'm gonna, my name is Jackie, just in case you haven't met me. I'm your new pastor. Um, that was sent to you all the way from South Africa, okay? And so I've been here for just over a week. 
uh, a week, um, just over a month. So this is my very, very first back to school blessing. Okay, so if you knew and this is your first time, this is my first time too. So um, welcome. And so I'm going to hand over to Pastor Peyton and we're going to have some fun. So I have some helpers, but I need a lot more helpers. So anyone that wants to get out into the aisles and dance with us, now, Gail, we're going to lead the way. You have to sit there, Gail, we if you don't mind. We need to create some more holy chaos, and the bigger, the better. So everybody's going to be up in a minute. All the kids can be out in the aisles. I'm going to give you a sort of warning. You're going to need to know. Carrie, can you help me with this? You're going to need to know this motion. Show them this motion, and then this motion, and then, oh, baby. And then let my people go. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, if you get that, it'll be great. to build a generation of faith. You know, I think that, I think we're interested in that. Like, what does it take to build a generation of faith? And, and when we look around us today, one of the things that we enjoy the most is that there are young people and older people. And it is, that really creates the best energy in the world. Okay. I've already spoken last week to the retired people. Um, 
when I spoke to you about God is not done with you yet, like especially if you're retired or you think of retirement, God has this amazing plan for your life. So I'm waiting for you to email me to tell me what you're going to be doing. So, <laughs> so I want to speak about three things this morning. I'm going to speak about how this particular passage, the one we read in Hebrews, speaks to us about how we cross the great divide. I want to speak to you about how it is that we face the walls that we build around ourselves. And then I want to finally speak about how we run the race that God has set before us. So let's have a look at what happens when the people of Israel reach this large body of water and, and they can't get across it. Well, let's think a little bit about the people of Israel. So there was a time when they were in um, they were nomadic people. In other words, they, they didn't really have a land. They moved around quite a bit. They were farmers, and they moved, um, well, they moved with, with the animals. They, they planted what they needed for the seasons, and they moved. And there was a time that they were in the land that they had that there was absolute famine. And you'll remember the story of Joseph. You'll remember Joseph. And there was a time where the people of Israel then went, and they settled in Egypt. They were probably in Egypt for about 400 years. So that's a long, long time. Long time. And so by the time this pharaoh was ruling Egypt, there had been many generations where the particular pharaoh had forgotten what Joseph had done for his people. And so he began to see the people of Israel growing in number, and he felt threatened. He did not like people that were different. And that's not that strange. We often see that even today, that when people are different, we get a bit threatened by different. And so what he decided to do was he had great plans for his kingdom. And so he decided to make them slaves so he could use them to build and strengthen his kingdom. And the people of Israel had started to forget. They had forgotten about their faith. They had lost it. They, they, it hadn't been passed on from one generation to the next because people's memories were failing and fading. But there were still some people that remembered their faith. And they prayed, and they prayed, and they prayed. And the Bible tells us that God heard their prayers. And God raises a man by the name of Moses to lead the people of Israel. Moses, as you know, was born and his mother couldn't look after him. So she, she wrapped him up and she put him out and, and he, was in, in, you know, he was found by a princess and he grew up in the palace. So he understood all the rules. He understood all the processes. He knew what, what the Pharaoh required. And, and so he really grew up knowing all the people in power. And there was also something inside him that was uncomfortable. It niggled when he saw the pain of people. One day he committed a sin and he killed somebody and he was banished. And while he was banished, God spoke to him. And then he began to imagine what it would be to be used by God. You see, when I spoke about last week, the part that we are dealing with at the moment is God uses every single one of us, even 
the places of our brokenness and our sin can be used for the good according to God. And so we know that, that God had begun to stir up a leadership, Moses. But do you know what? Moses never did this alone. He had a brother and he had a sister that helped him. And so this morning, what I want to speak about is sometimes you and I are going to get to moments in this new school year. And I want to speak to people that are going to be going to school and teachers that are going to be teaching. You're going to get to moments where you really don't know how you're going to carry on. Thank you, Sandra. Now, this is the part. Kids, block your ears. When the teachers are saying, ha, okay. Part of what this story really tells us, part of what it tells us when we build up a, a, a place of faith is our faith journey will always take us to a place that we cannot imagine how we're going to get from here to there. So the bottom line is that God had already liberated his people. I mean, eventually, after all these horrible things happened and these plagues happened to the people living in Egypt and the Israelites, finally Pharaoh said, just go. I don't want this drama anymore. Just go, just go. And eventually they started leaving, but they got to this big barrier that they couldn't get over. We forget. It is not people who are not of faith, but it is people of faith, you and I, where it is in our faith walk, it is in walking out the plan and purposes that God has for our lives that we often confront a great divide. They knew that in order to really experience freedom and to get away from the oppression of the, Isra of the, of the Egyptians, the Israelites had to get across the water but they didn't know how they were going to do it. Now, the passage is very clear today when it says that when they got to the sea, they walked across it as if it was dry land. We have other images where we see that, that, that God opens the water. But you know what it's like? If, have, you, have you ever come? I know there's so much water here in Florida, okay? And I'm not tempting crossing any of these canals ever, ever. But do you know what it's like when you come to, you look at water from a distance and you don't know how deep it is, right? And so often when you get to the water, then suddenly you can see a stone and you hope that's not an alligator. And then you see another stone, and you hope that's not another alligator. And you can find your way across. Are you with me? Can you see how the scripture shows us today? They crossed the sea as if they were on dry land. And so what I want to say to you today is that they, three things helped them cross the sea. Number one, they believed in God, that God would ultimately free them. Number two, they brought great people along. Okay, who were the great people that Moses brought? His brother and his sister. So I want you to look around this morning, especially young people that are here. You are going to be able to choose friends, but the thing that you can really rely on, no matter what this year brings you, is family. I don't want you to forget that. Never forget 
that you have family to support you. Do you know that Moses, I mean, God said, Moses, I want you to lead. And he said, I can't lead. I stutter. And God said, it doesn't matter. I'll let your brother talk for you. And so what I want to say to you is don't forget you have friends and you have family. So choose your friends wisely. That's one of the things that we, it doesn't matter how old we are, we all get to, to remember that. Like no matter where this year begins, choose your friends wisely. Not everyone who likes your Instagram or TikTok is your friend. <laughs> they, they managed to cross the great divide because they had faith, because they weren't alone. They had friends and they had family with them. Finally, there will always be people that make your life uncomfortable. Do you know that? And, and guys, it's not your teachers, I just want to tell you, okay? That homework that they give you for the weekends, that's not what makes your life uncomfortable. There will always be people that don't want the best for you. You know that, right? Don't deal with them. Allow God to deal with them. Is that okay? Do we, do we find that together? It doesn't matter how old we are in this particular passage. Here, the people of Israel get to the famous moment where they will finally taste freedom. But something blocks them. It doesn't matter how old we are. It doesn't matter how young we are. We all know what it means when we don't know how to find our way from here to there. And we need to help one another find the way. Every great divide that we face has a way through it. Every great divide. And sometimes we can't find that on our own, but we will always find that with one another. The second thing I want to speak about today is just keep facing the walls. Just keep marching. You know, did you remember the second part of what we read about the people when they reached, so they reached the place that God had promised them? They were about to enter the promised land, Jericho. And when they got to the promised land, they sent out some spies and they, thought they, they discovered that there are giants living in the promised land. And so they were terribly afraid. And, and, and basically, when they reached the promised land, there were these enormous walls that, that stopped them from entering the promised land. And I want to su suggest this morning that every one of us has a Jericho in our lives. And we need to keep on the Jericho march. Let me tell you what I think the Jericho march is. The Jericho march is a faith that is prepared to look to the enemy inside. The Israelites had already traveled 40 years plus. By now, do you think they would have figured out that they could trust God? I mean, hello, 40 years, no water, God gives water. No food, God gives manna, God gives meat. By now, you would have thought that they would have actually got that one sorted, right? No, because they're human, they're like us. Their greatest challenge was to face the enemy inside. Inside the walls, inside the place that God had promised them, they had to face their self-doubt, their self-pity, their selfishness, and their arrogance. Sometimes we need to march around our own walls of Jericho, the places of our self-doubt, our self-pity, our selfishness, and our arrogance. 
for we are more than conquerors. And sometimes it's not the enemy that puts up the walls, it's actually us. We don't need the enemy to put up the wall because we put up a far better wall. And so the scriptures remind us, and it is in this Hebrews passage, which is really speaking to the Christian church of how we hold faith. We hold faith when we keep marching around the walls of Jericho and we don't give up. Just think about what the scripture says to us. If we keep holding faith, we will conquer kingdoms. We will experience God's promises. We will shut the mouths of lions, the things that want to destroy us. We will put out quenching fires. We will escape the things that want to kill us. We will be strengthened when we are weak. We will become mighty. We will receive what God has promised for us. You'll know that this particular passage focuses a lot on the early Christian church, the faith of the early believers. And we know many of them were tortured. But we also know that they held faith. The 21st century is a really interesting time. Because as young people, you really have a lot of challenges. And, and you have your own challenges. But you are an incredible generation. You have an amazing way of understanding love. You really have. You don't have to look at what people have done before because you are going to do great things in this nation, in this world, and in this community. I have no doubt. We are so privileged to worship with you this morning. And it is our prayer that you will know what it is like to quench fires, to deal with raging lions, to destroy the things that are set in your way and to break down the walls. This generation, like no other generation, knows what it's like to break down walls. And so we pray for you. We really, really pray for you. We pray that in this year, that when things get tough, you will remember that God's going to help you get to the other side. That when, when you feel as if there is nothing but a wall stopping you from your own ability, that you will pray your own Jericho prayer. For God has a plan and a promise for every single one of you. And we're excited to hear about it. And finally, the thing that I want to leave you with is run your own race. Do you know one of the things that we are so bad at? Sometimes, what is the thing we like to do? Compare. Do you do that in America? We compare, right? And, but let me tell you, do you know there was, a, did you, have you ever heard of a disciple called Peter? And have you ever heard of a disciple called John? They had the same problem. Exactly. The one day, Jesus is busy cooking some fish for them just after he's resurrected, and they have a race because they're trying to see who's faster. And guess who was faster in running? Always John. Always John. And then sometimes Peter. But they compare. But do you know something? You don't have to compare yourself with anyone else. You really don't. 
And you know, we, we sometimes we just have a way of like, like kind of forcing you into a place of like, beat this one. But you don't. You have your own race. Every one of you are uniquely made in the image of God. And the scripture says, run your own race. Your race. Not your friend's race, not your brother's race, not your sister's race, not your mother's race, not your father's race, not your grandparents' race, your race. Every one of you has your own race to run. Run it. Run it well. Deal with the sin that ensnares you. Now, you'll look at these wonderful bags that have already been packed and Peyton will tell you all about the bags that we're going to be let out. But I'm sure, who of you have already packed your bags at home? And are those bags pretty heavy? You're going to put some of your stuff in your locker, right? But you know how, you're not going to put some of the stuff in your locker? So you know how heavy a bag can get. Sometimes we carry too much baggage with us. And there are things from our past, there are things from our parents' past, generationally. And what we need to do is we need to take out the stuff that weighs us down. Because sometimes we can't run our race because our bags are too heavy. And can I say to, to us here, and, and that, that's the same for us as adults. Sometimes, I mean, let me tell you, by the time you're my age, you, a bag is not big enough. You need a U-Haul. So the truth is, we've got to keep unpacking the things that weigh us down. God wants to build a generation of faith. We spoke about that last week. I even gave the adults homework, and I don't know if they did it, that we're here. But I said, what are the things that you are hoping for? What are the things that you are dreaming for? What are the things that, that you know before God you have faith for? We are called to run our race, our own race, not nobody else's race, no matter how old or young we are. We are called to march around our own walls of Jericho, dealing with what's inside of us. And we are reminded that there is never a divide in front of us that we cannot conquer. We will find the way through. Let's pray together. God, we thank you that you call every one of us to a place of endurance. Some of us today, God, have been running a race for many, many, many years, and we are tired. And this morning, we just need sustenance. We need, we need a revival of your spirit. Well, God, some of us today are at the brink of a brand new year. And we're excited about the prospects of going to school. We can't wait for what's in front of us. We pray, God, that you would bless us and our families. Lord God, we pray that you would build a faith generation in this community. That every single person, both young and old, would know that they are more than a conqueror in you. And so prepare us for what lies ahead of us this year. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
I'm going to invite um, Peyton to join me as we prepare for our pegs. Thank you. Let me get this out of your way. So each week we have an opportunity to talk about how we can give a little extra for a ministry that is dear, near and dear to the hearts of those at New Horizon and the community. So um, just out of curiosity, how many of you know that when we do things in this church and in this community to, together, we are better together? Everybody raise your hand. This is <laughs> pop quiz. So it works the same way in the church. So today's PEGS is called Connectional Giving. It is the way that we as United Methodists throughout the world join together in mission. And there's all kinds of missions that we know about and have benefited from in this church that the United Methodist Church is part of. So one of which Pastor Lisa and I have talked about in the past is the Ministerial Education Fund. Thanks to that fund, we have been able to go to seminary and receive a degree. Both of us had help from that fund, as well as that is also open to us for continuing education. So giving and connectional giving helps that fund. Pastor Jackie and I were talking this week, and there is also the African Education Fund. And Pastor Jackie has definitely been helped and has seen how that fund works in South Africa and in her church. We also have camp ministries. Who knows about camp ministries? Okay, we got to do some work on that. Everybody should know. Who here, if you're a student here and have been to camp, stand up. I see a few. If you're an adult here and has been to camp, awesome. So camp ministry is part of our connectional giving. Thank you guys for playing along. And there's all kinds of ways that as a church, the United Methodist Church, we are better together, and we are better together through connectional giving. So today's PEGS, or our final summer 10 for 10, is for our connectional giving. So there are bags around, and if you have some change in your pocket, it doesn't have to be 10. It could be whatever's in your pocket, more or less. Um, that definitely goes to not only support the United Methodist Church in places other than here, it also comes back to us here because we are a connected church. So thanks so much. upon us now for our offering and so if you would allow that thanks so much and dave well the team's going to play a little bit yes yes
for you, our lives. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for the offering that is received in the week, for the offering that is received online, for the gifts that are received today. We pray, Lord God, for the extension of your kingdom on earth. We surrender our time, our talents, and our treasure to you. And pray, Lord God, that you would use every one of us. We are grateful, God, for all you have given us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, now we have a really special moment to bless you with a bag tag. So it doesn't matter how I know, like, maybe you're a teenager and you're going to high school and this is your last year. I'm like, I'm not wearing that bag tag, but we'd like to give it to you anyway. So don't you want to come forward? If, you, if you're going to school, we'd love you to come forward. Just come on up. You can if make you it don't as mind. an offering later if you don't want to put it on your back. Some people have asked, can they take one for their friends? Absolutely. Now, is anybody else in the room that wants to take one for a friend, a family member, someone that's at home? Because we've got for you. So just put up your hands and we'll make sure you get one of these tags. you need another one? Of course. Anybody else need one? Okay, put up your hands and we'll get, I think I'm going to get one too. I'm going to stick it on my work bag. <laughs> Who needs one for their work bag? <laughs> okay, Talia's going to walk around Great. keep your hands up. Awesome. So all my, all my, all my lovelies went away. It's okay. I, I was excited to have you here, but it's okay. We're all good today. So um, I am curious. We, we're going to do a liturgy in a minute. Sorry. So we saw all, all of our students. So raise your hand if you're a parent or a grandparent in here with somebody going to school. Yeah, that's a lot. So look around. Look at the hands up. Everything that we're praying about today is going to be for all y'all. Who here volunteers in a school? is a crossing guard, bus driver, or anything to do with the school system during the school year? Raise your hand. We're going to get to teachers in a minute. Okay. So if you are a teacher, raise your hand. Okay, look around. If you are a teacher's aide, you work in any classroom, you have any affiliation, lunchroom, any of that. Okay. So if you're part of our preschool, please raise your hand. So look around. If you're not a part of our preschool, Miss Mary-Kate would love to have you, so just check with her. (laughs) So just know that as we do this liturgy and we go through all of this, and Chris, I'm going to ask you to come up and join us. Um, As we go through this, that this is a prayer not just for our students. It's for our community. It's for all those who touch the lives of our children. 
and that their lives are touched by our children because everyone who participates in any way in the life of a child is molding the next generation. And you are teaching them how to run their race. And that generation, the alpha generation, the Gen Z, all of these generations will change our world for the better. So thank you for that. So ready? So there is going to be a moment for you to respond where it says all in different times as we pray together. With you, every transition and new start is a reminder of your goodness. For you are always creating fresh, amazing things in us and through us. Though we are sad about the summer ending, we are grateful for the school year. We appreciated the opportunity to learn and grow, knowing it is the, one of the biggest privileges we have. With thanks and love, we now offer everything we are to you, asking for your blessing. We pray, as for our students of all ages, abilities, and backgrounds, we pray for our hearts. Can I ask that we just grab our hearts right now as we hold them? And all that hold excitement and nervousness, disappointment and hope. We give you all our loves and fears. We pray for steady self-esteem and deepening resilience. And together we say, loving God. Hold us and our prayers. We pray for our minds as they will expand in wonder and celebration, learning not just from the books studied, but the people beside us. Open our minds with a willingness to be changed in unexpected ways and settle our thought loops in peaceful places. Can we all sit together? Loving God. Hold us and our prayers. We pray for our hands that we will reach out and help and welcome and care. Bless our hands with patience and dedication as they grip pencils and type on keyboards and swish paintbrushes and clap in song. As we grip monkey bars and lunchbox handles and spin wheelchair tires and basketballs. Loving God, hold us and our prayers. Let's touch our mouths. We pray for our mouths, that they will speak words bringing life and connection. Help us use our mouths to honor the dignity and belovedness of all. Remind us to open our mouths for deep belly breaths, especially when we're feeling anxious or afraid. Loving God. Hold us in our prayers. We pray for our feet. That they will move towards those different from us and help others in safe ways. Plant our feet next to those who feel alone and sidewalks. And bless our steps down hallways and sidewalks. We know you are always with us wherever our feet may go or stay. Loving God, hold us in our prayers. We 
we pray for our eyes, that they may see ourselves and others with compassion. Mm. Point our eyes toward those who are forgotten or struggling. Grow us in flexibility to see from all kinds of angles. Bless what and how we see wherever we are looking at a screen, a whiteboard, or the beauty of a person's face. And help us to see with the most important eyes, the eyes of the spirit within us. Loving God, hold us and our prayers. We pray pray for our ears that they will genuinely listen to all voices, especially those who haven't been listened to much. Mm -hmm. When things get noisy, help us to listen extra carefully for your voice. Help us to hear with the most important ears, the ears of the spirit within us. Loving God, hold us and our prayers. We say a really special prayer today for parents, grandparents, and caregivers. As the start of a new school year is always another leap of faith, wrap them with your reassuring love as they entrust their children and their trust in you. When questions remain unanswered and the realm of control is finite, bless them with peace and the promise you are right there with them. I'm going to ask all of our teachers, administrators, and staff of our Learning Center and in our community to please stand for this. We pray now for our teachers, staff, and administrators. Bless these faithful servants with courage and confidence. Knowing you are in their classroom with a steady hand on their shoulder, give them peace, patience, and balance in the pressures they face and bravery to build structures and systems which justly serve all of your children. Give them delight in the young ones before them and recognition of the sweet ways children are also our teachers. Mm -hmm. Loving Loving God, God. hold us in all our prayers. Do you want to be seated? Thanks. We pray for health and wholeness, fun and growth, surprise and amazement. For the school year ahead, knowing God that you will hold us all the way through. Would you please pray with me? Praying for this school year, God of fresh starts and new beginnings, we bring ourselves, our big feelings, and our backpacks to you. In our backpacks, we carry blank pages sharpen pencils and pointy crayons and in our hearts we carry big feelings unanswered questions and hopeful expectations there are endless possibilities of what this new year might bring of what we might learn who we might meet and who we might become god our friend who is always with us be with us through it all Be with us as we ride the bus. Be with us as we walk. Be with us as we buckle seatbelts, zip up jackets, and tie shoes. However we get there, whatever we hear, bless this journey to something new. For the grown-ups going back to school, with us, God, be with us too. Thank you for our teachers, 
Help us, caregivers, and leaders are all ready to help our son and God. God, our friend, who's full of wonder, fill their hearts and bless their hands. So today, from 1230 to 2, these backpacks, as well as another 100 backpacks, will be given out to those who drive through. Anyone is welcome to drive through. And um, on that, we will be giving other blessings and talking to families and sharing supplies and all the hopes that we have for our community for the school year. It has been amazing what has come from asking community around us to help support this backpack blessing and drive through. So I hope that you will pray for that today. Maybe you'll drive through that today. Or if you want to stay and see what it looks like, you can offer a friendly smile to some families as they come. So thanks. Friends, let us stand together as we close our time in a time of worship. Inasmuch as um, the Pharaoh Pharaoh song had some motions, this one has a little bit of movement too, and I'm sure you'll figure it out. Um, to join us in the mission building now for some eats and just some, some iced tea and stay for us as we kind of bless people and families that will join us. And don't forget that we have a special evening tonight with young people. If you want more information, please speak to Pastor Peyton. And next Sunday, we have a time with, uh, with Reverend Tim Smiley, who's going to be taking us on a church-wide discussion about where we are as a church. And everyone is invited. And so let me say the final benediction. Children, families and all who love them, 
Go out into this beautiful world that God has made. Go and play. Go and learn. Go and love others. May you be filled with a loving kindness for yourself and for others. May the prayers of your faith community keep you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.